sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Moretz, and I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart as the countdown is on. We are now 48 hours away from a full slate of Major League uh, Baseball, but we've got an appetizer on deck on Thursday night. Uh, We're going to be breaking it down, more Major League uh, Baseball future talk. Uh, UFC, we've got a great card, actually. A very violent uh, card, man. You've got Till and Whitaker uh, throwing bombs. That's going to be electric. Lou Gamblue.com will step up and in and kick it uh, with us. Carmine uh, returns. Carmine <laughs> Bianco returns to the Love program. Love yeah, to Carmine. talk some MLS uh, soccer as we nailed another uh, under uh, this morning. And I'll tell you what, guys, these, uh, you know, the nine o'clock uh, games, they're not the um, they're not the best as far as like, you know, for fans, especially for those of us on the West Coast, 6 a.m. Uh, but they're turning uh, out to be pretty profitable. For the betters, as the uh, morning games guys are averaging like 1.6 goals per game, the night games are averaging 3.1. There really is that much of a difference. They're doubling up uh, basically at nighttime. It's that hot. They don't like playing in the morning. We hammered the under this morning. We cashed another ticket. Uh, We're on a little bit of an MLS roll right now. Carmine uh, Bianco will step up and in and uh, join us, and we're going to heap glory on the Montreal Impact, Cam, who somehow advanced into the next round. Unbelievable. Can't believe the Impact stepped up last <laughs> night. Yeah, here's me. Oh, I, I can't believe the price uh, with D.C. United. Oh, hey, me too. They're, I'm trying like... to give away, they're trying to give away money. It's, yeah, and, and we're sitting there going, yeah, I, books never give away money, Gabe. But Cam, all the sharps hit Montreal. Better. There was wow, like Montreal well, money pouring in late. I guess they're, they're I guess, smarter. I, like, guess I'm, listen, I guess I'm dull. <laughs> I didn't take DC United. I took both teams to score. And if you would have told yeah. me before the match, Cam, if I would have told you I'm betting both teams to score and Montreal scores in the first half, be like, God, it bets a lock. Montreal will give up three yeah. goals. Like exactly. Montreal pitched a shutout, guys. <laughs> like that. That's like basically, um, um, like that's basically like Josh Towers pitching a shutout. Um, <laughs> or <laughs> great we're going back <laughs> yeah, we're, like, all the young guys like who the hell is Josh Towers anyway for yeah, all you guys, know, one, of the, one of the worst pitchers ever in baseball he pitched for the I don't want to pick on him but I don't know if <laughs> yeah, you remember he but he went like 17 straight starts where he lost yeah and it yeah. was like god like the, the guy's got to be like you know like he's got to be cut or sent <laughs> down but they just keep rolling him out there he literally lost like 14 straight starts or something like that you know what let's take a shot at you know what's funny, actually, about Josh Towers? When I was um, when I, I I interviewed him when he was on the Blue Jays, I interviewed him as a player, just as a member of the the baseball media. And the guy like could not have been a bigger jerk. Like you would have really? thought that he like he thought like he was Roger Clemens, bro. Like he, you know what I mean? Like he could not have been a bigger jerk. But I don't know if he's from Vegas. I think he is. He's friends with Dana White and the <laughs> UFC and, and, and my boy Frank Trigg and everybody. Uh-oh. So I met him 
in a social setting. I hosted a show with Frank Trigg. He's like, I want to introduce yeah. you to my good friend, Josh. I'm like, Josh. oh, I'm like, oh, it's Josh Towers. Josh I'm like, Towers. hey, Josh. Oh. Yeah, and uh, I said, we've actually met before. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, well, where, where? I said, why? When you were a big league player. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. He had no, whatever, no idea. And he was the super <laughs> coolest guy ever. So it goes to show, like, you know, you just sort of become a jerk when you're a big league player. And when you're retired, you're not. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, comes, it comes with the job to be a jerk. All right, we want to uh, welcome all of our radio affiliates on Game Time Decisions. I am Renzi. The countdown is on uh, right now. We've got a couple of baseball games. A little more than 24 hours away, 48 hours away from a full slate, a full schedule. We've got a couple of more games, MLS. It's Wednesday, so it means uh, we've got golf picks, 3M open um, yep. with the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Lou will join us from Arizona. We're going to talk some UFC. We've got a lot of picks on the program uh, today. And um, we've got breaking news as well. John Heyman. Uh, reports uh, Major League Baseball and the union are re-engaging on the possibility of an expanded playoffs for this season. Has to be done before first pitch, 25 hours from now. But there seems to be optimism. Um, they want to go from 10, uh, 10 teams to, uh, to 16 teams. As you know, uh, evidently it's only taken a week uh, for all of their collective greed to kick in uh, once again. It's like, come on, guys. You guys haven't played one game. You have one team that doesn't even have a city to play in. And you guys are talking about expansion now. (laughs) And oh yeah, Mookie Betts got like $382 million or something, which is interesting because you guys just spent the last three months telling us about how you have no money and this sport doesn't make any money. Oh, suddenly, suddenly it makes money, Right. Suddenly, now listen, Cam, whatever, dude, you can't do this, all right? You can't change the playoff format an hour before the season starts. Oh, I'm like, This you. is some, like, fantasy football league stuff, bro. No, 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 no. More than four teams in the playoffs. Like, what the hell are they doing? What kind of Bush League operation are they running? Think about all the playoff props out there. People play playoff props. Is it 10 teams or 16 teams? Excellent point. That's so that's so good. Hey, if it's 16, you, you, I can tell you one thing. Your bets look a hell of a lot better. You might be able to. Well, they're just going to avoid it probably. A few more. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, another The V word. Yeah. Everything's I, I been a waste of time, Cam. That's my whole point. Like, everything else. <laughs> it's like, so how many of you guys play? 10, 16? I don't know. Like, I expect them to announce the Montreal Expos get a franchise starting next week. Like, they're in. That'd be great. Like their first game's I'm Monday. In. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're in. <laughs> So the Blue Jays, yeah, the Blue Jays so basically fun. are like a team. They're you know, so they were supposed to play in Toronto. They get the boot. Then they go to Pittsburgh. They get the boot. Get the All boot. Right, game time decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Arendt, so we're throwing it down with a raging redhead cab steward. Lou, gamblue.com. We need to talk. Uh, we'll join us. We're going to talk some uh, UFC uh, with uh, Lou Carmine. Uh, Bianco will step up, and then we're going to get a little MLS a little bit uh, later on. Really enjoying 
uh, the MLS, except, uh, you know, now baseball is around the corner. And uh, now that baseball is uh, back, we're not going to talk about golf anymore. We're done betting on golf. Cam's done with golf. Uh, he's moving on. Um, you know what? I can just see it now, Cam. I can just imagine, like, uh, I don't know, like two weeks from now, you're going to be like, I don't know why I even started betting on baseball. I was having a great summer. <laughs> I was jolly betting on golf and soccer, and it was great. I was up money, and it was great. People, I have a people feel, always I have like, a feeling that could <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> like, that's that sounds very realistic. Like, Listen, I'm being honest. Predicting the future. Oh, I've I know. gotten better with baseball <laughs> over the last couple of years. As I've gotten, I'm being honest. Like I used to be reckless with baseball. Like I've really gotten to be a better baseball better. But I'm not gonna lie. Like every couple of summers, man. Sometimes by July, I'm like, God, I hate baseball. Like I've uh, I've lost like eighteen thousand dollars, you know. I'm down like I have no mm-hmm. money, and I'm like I've got no bankroll for the football season now because Worst I lost feeling. all my money betting this stupid oh, sport baseball blown leads bullpens <laughs> collapses, and everyone's like, hey, baseball's back. So yeah, talk to me in two weeks, all right? Let's see how happy you are. Baseball is back, but hey, baseball's back. Yeah, we got to stick to our always- guns, Cam. Underdogs, what was, what was, underdogs, 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 underdogs. Yeah, what what is it? Uh, hope springs eternal. Uh, that that seems to be the line. Well, yeah, we'll see after a couple of weeks if we have that positive attitude. But yeah, golf's been good to us. And a game I actually uh, took sporting uh, KC too. Yeah, the morning game actually worked out. You're right. Like I'm gonna be very careful with baseball because especially when you have a couple drinks with baseball, there's so many games and all the things you do. And then you look at your account and go, Oh yeah, you feel sick. Like you gotta, you're right. You gotta really take baby steps with baseball. Baseball is a sport that can get a gambler into big trouble. And we and you have both Quickly. been there. Yeah. Bankrolls cooked early. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. Yeah, but, oh yeah. Baseball. Baseball is the sport where people and, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to say this just for, um, for newer gamblers, yes, younger, uh, our younger audience out here right now, people have ended up in the Hudson, all right, like dead. <laughs> okay, like people like have got like for, like for baseball our viewers, bats. Our like, new viewers and listeners, yeah, you like that? You're like, if, you, if you if you bet baseball recklessly, you could be dead in a river. Yeah, I'm just saying, like. <laughs> You like, be- all right, like people that like, fame, I'm telling you, there's there's guys yeah. named Frankie, all right, that haven't been seen in uh, six years, yeah. whose famous last true. words to their buddy, they're they're gonna and they ask their, you know, they're asking like Frankie's friends. So when was the last time you saw Frankie? Well, <laughs> I saw him at the sports bar, and the Yankees were on like a seven game losing streak, and he said, "There's no way they'll be like, what's the last thing Frankie said to you?" Like they always track like a trace. What what was he talking about? What did he say? He'd be like, well, he was talking about how there's no way in hell the Yankees can lose for the seventh uh, consecutive time. <laughs> hey, I don't want to get too like sinister here. Oh, I, know. I don't want to get too sinister here, but I remember I saw an article and it said like how the Buffalo Bills were like partly responsible for the Oklahoma City bombing. And being a Buffalo Bill fan, I was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Yeah. Little, 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 little hard, right? A little harsh. Yeah, come on. You can blame us for choking, but you're going to call us out now? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for like acts of disaster and terrorism? Come on now. (laughs) I read the story. Timothy McVeigh was a diehard Buffalo Bill fan. 
Typical. He put all of his money on the Buffalo Bills to beat the Washington Redskins oh, in the Super God. Bowl. What a disaster. Saying there's no way they lose back-to-back Super Bowls. The dude used to go to games. Like, he lived for the Bills. The Bills losing that second Super Bowl, he lost all his money. He was disgruntled about the government and everything. It wasn't just the Super Bowl, but it didn't help. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's so you're saying No. You're saying, you're saying he's a better you, bomb yes, like than gambler. It's, it's, part, it's part of, like, the FBI, like, like uh, profile, like where what went wrong, what happened, whatever, man. He went to he went to he was a, he went to Iraq. He came back. He was disgruntled. His life wasn't going well. His favorite football team kept choking in the Super Bowl, and mm. uh, dude just ended up losing it. So I'm just telling you, people. I've seen it. I've been there. And I, I've seen it. And I use the Yankees as an example because I I remember going back years. Randy guys. Johnson. Yeah, those the Randy John. Yeah, I'm the guy. I'm the guy. I know, guys. I remember in the Randy Johnson era, man. The Yankees, like, you know, they had Clemens and John. Like, they, they had everybody, right? They used to be, like, minus 300 every day. Oh, and I'm Dude, they got, like, swept by the Detroit Tigers, Cam. And the like, Rays, I remember, too. man. And, like, it was, like, following. Like, they then they lost to, like, the Tigers or something. Like, mm. it was like, nah, there's no way in hell they're going to get swept by the White Sox. And then they did. <laughs> and then it was like they did. They lost like five in a row. And basically, it destroyed people. Because people like baseball betting guys, what do, you, what do, you, what do they call that? The, uh, what is it, the Martindale, uh, the Martindale uh, system? Like, you know, rich people just double up uh, at blackjack and poker can. They just try to yeah. keep going in. But they're like, well, win. whatever. I'll eventually win. You keep going. You had a Martindale uh, system. The Martindale system doesn't work, all right? No. Unless you're like, um, I don't know, like Michael Jordan, and you've got like $2 billion. The Martindale system, as I stated, you end up swimming with the fishes in the Hudson. All right? We're just, we're just warning you right now. Tread, care, tread cautiously. Look at underdogs. And all that being stated, how the hell do you not like the Yankees and Dodgers tomorrow? Yeah. Both favorites. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cue, cue the tape. Oh, this is the can't-miss two-game baseball parlay. Uh, what, a parlay. what a parlay that is. Back. Dodge, Dodgers oh, and Yankees. Be, oh, God can't help lose. us. It's the can't first lose. day of baseball, and we're already talking public parlays. <laughs> Come on, man. You got Garrett Cole and Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> Oh, it's a disaster. Dude, no, I'm not doing it. Every, we gotta every really get sports off book stuff. in the world, every yeah. sports book in the world is going to be praying <laughs> that, the, that the Nationals and the Giants both win somehow. And they're going to win like $88 million in the first oh, night. for sure. Yeah, first day. Like, that's going to be like, you know, heavily this. Dude, the Yankee number just keeps climbing, climbing, <laughs> climbing, <laughs> climbing. Uh, where where are we at now? Oh, you know what? It got up to 138 at FanDuel. Mm. It's down to 130 uh, right now. Garrett Cole versus Scherzer. Uh, meanwhile, the Los Angeles Dodger uh, number is up to 310 right now. Up to 310. I know you can. I know you're going to be tempted by those San Francisco Giants. I am. I'm very tempted. That's a huge number for the first game of the year, but I don't know, man. Going against the Dodgers, I'll tell you one thing. Both favorites aren't winning. One of them's got going to lose. 
it's going to bust the parlay up and uh, it's going to be disaster day one. Gabe, how many times? Like, this is not our first rodeo. We've seen this movie before. Be very careful. There's no locks. Every lock has a key. I know you got a big shoe, your shoe in of the night. Well, you know, sometimes the shoe slips off the foot. That's the problem. Got to tie I'm not the ready to take the shoe off right now. I'm not, the shoe doesn't come off when Max Scherzer's pitching on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, the parlay pays plus 134. Oh, in- intriguing. Intriguing. <laughs> plus money. Bad, huh? Yeah, at least you don't got to pay oh. juice on it. Going both, both taking so both we, favorites uh, singly, that's stupid. We'll, we'll, we'll recap our pick six uh, challenge to get into all the six. Uh, if you want life-changing money, all you got to do is yes. pick uh, all six. Uh, it's not a contest. We're not giving you anything. You got to put your own money in, and you got to bet yeah, it yourself. Yeah. But it's the pick six exactly. challenge. Change your life. <laughs> Make right. Improve your life. You're, your account, your money. Don't ask us for any. We got our own problems. Yeah, yeah. It's not like oh, yeah. It's not like <laughs> oh, the pick six money, challenge. Really? Where, yeah, it's not like <laughs> yeah. where like you tell us the picks and we give you something. No, no, no. You've got to put the picks in yourself. Uh, Ricky Sanders joined me on Sports Rage late night, like uh, Cam will tonight. Yes. Um, uh, his pick six challenge. Oh boy, his odds, Cam. His oh, odds seven hundred, seven five hundred and sixty to one. Oh, Ricky's better. not allergic <laughs> to penicillin or peanuts. Ricky's allergic to chalk. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid news and betting update. You want the edge, get on the grid. Mookie getting paid. The Dodgers and outfielder Mookie Betts came to turns on a $365 million deal over 12 years. When all said and done, Betts is going to make $392 million over the next 13 years in L.A. Now the second highest player in Major League Baseball behind only Mike Trout of the Angels. Before his trade to the Dodgers, Betts reportedly turned down a 10-year, $300 million extension with the Red Sox. In six years, a 27-year-old hitting a career 301, 139 dingers, 700, uh, 470 doubles, and 126 steals. Betts, four-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glover, and the 2018 AL MVP. MLB also discussing expanding the playoff format from 10 to 16 teams. Stay tuned. The Blue Jays looking for a home. Pennsylvania Department of Health announcing it will not allow the Jays to play their home games at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. The reason, an uptick in COVID-19 cases in the area. Alternate sites still include Buffalo, Oriole Park, and Baltimore, and the spring training site in Dunedin, Florida. The Mets have released Melky Cabrera and signed former All-Star second baseman Brian Dozier today. All fans attending NFL games during the 2020 season must wear face coverings. The league is now allowing each team to determine its own policy regarding attendance in accordance with local COVID-19 guidelines. The Minnesota Vikings finalizing a multi-year extension with coach Mike Zimmer. Zimmer led the Vikes since 2014, and he was entering the final year of his deal. The 64-year-old has led Minnesota to the postseason of three of his six years in charge, including two NFC North titles. The U.S. State Department Inspector General investigated allegations of racist and sexist remarks made by New York Jets co-owner Woody Johnson to his staff, as well as attempts by Johnson to use his position as a U.S. ambassador to the United Kingdom to benefit Donald Trump's personal business interests. Jet safety Jamal Adams condemning Johnson today, saying wrong is wrong. Buffalo Bills defensive tackle Ed Oliver charges of 
driving while intoxicated and unlawful carrying of a weapon dropped today. Zion Williamson testing positive, uh, negative for COVID-19. Still no timetable his for his return to the Orlando bubble. This quarantine period will only be four days if he continues to test negative on a daily basis. Hockey, the Flyers assign Oscar Lindblom to a three-year extension worth $9 million. He is diagnosed with a rare form of cancer back in December. The New York Islanders' future home now has a name. The Belmont Park building will be called UBS Arena. The Swiss Investment Bank and Financial Services Company secured an executive 20-year naming rights deal. MLS, we got a final Sporting KC getting it done with a 2-0 win. They advance, so does Salt Lake City despite the loss. 8 o'clock, FC Cincinnati and the Red Bulls. 10.30, we got Chicago and Minnesota. Grape and I, Gabe and I will break down all the betting lines for these games. Big games in the EPL too. Crazy one. Liverpool beating Chelsea 5-3 the final. Manchester United and West Ham play to a 1-1 draw. Golf British Masters Scotland's David Law leads minus 7 after one round. I'm Cam Stewart. Now back to Gabe Morenci on Game Time Decisions on Sports Grid. Gabe, when me and you met each other, these guys were fighting. <laughs> and that tells you, like, the fight game's not easy either. So think about that. You're getting your head beaten in on a regular basis, and you're still fighting? You're right. Like, I'm looking at the ages of some of these guys. Holy jeez. I got to hand it to them. That's the geriatric card. But it tells you one thing. We all need to get paid. And even old guys, they need money, too. They want to go out with a little bit of cash in their pockets. Yeah, you know, I don't even know if it's about money for these guys, because... Yeah, Nugera's made money. He doesn't live an extravagant yeah. lifestyle. I just think they're crazy dudes that like to fight. Yep. Maybe, yeah, you know, but like, just because they want to do it doesn't mean Dana has to book it. It's <laughs> <That's> a good, <laughs> but, excellent point. Uh, I guess it means we don't have to bet it, but we still will. We will. Let's bring in yes. uh, Lou right now, gamblue.com. How you doing, Lou? Doing great, guys. Uh, happy uh, Wednesday afternoon. Well, it's not often we'll talk about fighters that are as old as you are, Lou, but uh, this is the instance uh, here on this card. <laughs> We're almost getting to that level, aren't we, fellas? Yes. You know what, though? It always, it always gets me whenever I call any of these fighters old and stuff. I'm like, damn, man, I'm, I'm five years older than this guy, and I'm calling him old and washed up. But I'm not in the octagon. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the octagon. But nevertheless, it's a fun card. It's a fun card. It's an old-school uh, card. But let's start off with the main event uh, here, Luke, with uh, Robert Whitaker and Darren Till. Yeah, this fight, uh, this fight's not for the faint of heart. I wouldn't want to get punched in the face by either one of these uh, two dudes. Not that I want to get punched in the face by any UFC fighter, but both these guys have very heavy hands. Um, Whitaker was just like killing people on 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 a roll, and then he ran into Israel Adesanya. So there's no shame. Uh, in that uh, loss, and then he said, I need some time off uh, after that. He was a little burnt out. Uh, meanwhile, Darren Till, the gorilla, you know, this guy's going to come to fight, but I've always thought Till was a little bit overrated. I like Whitaker. I'm just going to cut to the chase. I like Whitaker in this fight. Uh, Lou, what's your take on this one? I look forward to this. Like, this is a good fight. This is a fight that I'm like, wow, uh, these guys, too tough-ass. This reminds me of just sort of Poirier and Hooker in the sense that you got two dudes going to come and bang and fight. Uh, I've always been a big Whitaker fan, so I'm going to roll the dice on Whitaker. I think he's a better fighter. I've got more confidence in Whitaker. What's your take, Luke? When I uh, when I assess this fight, uh, Cam and Gabriel, uh, I, I got to look at what each unknown is with each fighter. Uh, with with Whitaker, it's uh, what you had brought up that he looked a little sluggish against Adesanya. His, actually, I think he looked bad in that his game plan was 
uh, poorly executed. And I think that's a reflection of the attrition that the two Yoel Romero fights took out of him. And I think emotionally he was down and weak. I expect all of that to be a non-factor in this fight this week. I I look at his body of work and, and the murderer's row of middleweights that he's dealt with, eight fights at middleweight. And I see a guy that is really ready for a bounce. He, look, he looks and acts and speaks very rejuvenated. On the other side of the uh, octagon is Darren Till, big, tall Englishman, who I think kind of explained to us his mentality in early in his career uh, when he insisted on fighting at welterweight when he couldn't make the weight. He's a bully. He wants to be the bigger guy, and he doesn't want a fair fight. After the Gastelum fight, he had and, and referred to the amount of anxiety, the anxiety that he experienced going into that fight. Part of it from a lack of confidence after being having a couple of uh, losses and part of it, the new weight division. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Till's a bully. And I think Whitaker has what it takes to bully the bully. Uh, Whitaker needs to be aware of the one shot, the one hand that Darren uh, uh, Till possesses, a left hand. And that's it. Uh, I think Whitaker is the more diverse striker. He uses his legs better as well. He's got a more uh, uh, capable ground game. I'm a little confused that the line is where it is, but I'm happy to take Whitaker close to pick him. Well, I, I agree with everything uh, everything you've stated. I was, I'm, a, I, I'm a little surprised. I don't know if I'm surprised, Lou. I should say I'm pleased. I'm glad. Because in my mind, I, you know, I think Whitaker's just on a higher level. And not, not you know, no disrespect against Darren Till, but I think Whitaker, like you said, he's been through a murderer's row. He's proven his medal before. You know, I always talk about if you put every fighter camp in the parking lot, like throw weight classes and stuff, like you just took every dude in the UFC and you said, all right, guys, million dollars to the winner of a battle royal here, like all whatever happens. <laughs> yeah. I've always said like Masvidal be one of the last guys standing. So would Whitaker. <laughs> like, Whitaker, like he's just a tough Kiwi camp. Like yeah, he's just one of these dudes, um, you know, mentally tough. I think people are too hard on him, Lou. And I'm seeing a lot of breakdowns of this fight, and people talk, oh, he was listless, he was this, he was that. This guy's been fighting with broken hands and ribs. Like, you know, the guy's been yeah. beat up, bro. And he took, like, oh, yeah, by, and hello, by the way, people, Israel Adesanya. <laughs> he doesn't lose. You know what I mean? That's what happens. He makes you look listless. That's what he does. That's why he's Israel Adesanya. Right, like a, a guy wins nine fights in a row, murdering people. He loses one fight to one of the top fighters in the world. Ah, oh, he's done. He was tired. He was mentally spent. He was through wars. The guy used to break his hand, his nose, like everything was broken all the time. He just, you know, Cam, a good comparison. He's like a hockey player. He's like yep. an honorary Canadian or something. This guy, he's just tough as hell. Um, he just I'm not hurt. betting against this guy at minus one twenty either. Great price. I, I, I just think he's a better fighter. Uh, than uh, than Till is. All right, so let, let's get into the um, the um, the co-main event. Man, actually, we have you know what? To? It's technically Guffsus and Verdum. 
Sorry, it's in New Guerra. Yeah, who are you? Know who I was going with this? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Johnny, I love all the fights. Hey, Mr. Yeah, yeah, hey, Mr. Yeah, you got me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lou last week. Every fight's beautiful, Gabriel. Oh, yeah. All I, all I said is one that card last week. Lou, Lou attacks me. For being a poser, well, some of us are real fans, Gabriel. And then uh, every second fight I bring up, oh, this fight sucks. Oh, <laughs> what a difference a week makes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, I know when I saw this, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, was anyone like, "Is this a score like we need to settle?" Is it bothering Nugera that much that he's already lost to him twice, Lou? Um, why are we doing this? Well, anyways, who do you like? Forget about why. Who do we like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think Noguera has asked for the fight. He's already announced for his retirement. If the, the guy, we know he's a competitor. It obviously doesn't sit well that he's lost two decisions to this guy. He wants to try it again. Uh, to me, the body of work is is already explained in their two previous fights. And, and here you got Hua, who's six years the younger man. So... Uh, no interest in this fight for me in any capacity, uh, but I'd love to see the old man win the fight. I just don't see how he can. Yeah. You know, I got to take the 38-year-old here against the 44-year-old Cam and Shogun. Dude, yeah. and Shogun's been beat up, but he can still punch you. Like, you know, he can still, he can still, like, Nugera's slow. Like, Nugera's yeah. 44, Lou. He looks 64. Like, in real life, it's like under how two long? bucks, two forty-four. You know, like you think yeah, the minus one ninety. You know, yeah, one ninety could be like two thirty, two forty. So yeah, one ninety. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, but camp, camp, camp. Yeah, but Shogun's done too, bro. Like, it's, oh yeah, he, but he's better. He's less done. And he, right? And he's also like four and two in his last six fights, even though he only fights yeah. once a year. And so, arguably, he's fresher at this thirty-eight than a forty-four-year-old guy is under any condition. I, I mean, uh, Hua has to be regarded as the favorite, but. The, I, I don't want any part of it. I don't know if you guys remember when uh, when uh, our buddy Heath Herring briefly nearly became the UFC champion. <laughs> he had Nugera, the other Nugera, down. He knocked him down. And um, people were like, everyone, you know, was like, oh, you got to you know, ground and pound him, ground and pound him right now. And I, I was good friends with Heath, um, Luke. And people, like, always ask him, and he told me, he goes, you know, people always ask me, oh, ground and pound him. He goes, you know, I fought him in pride. I was on top of him, and he goes, son of a bitch, broke my arm. He goes, I wasn't letting that happen again. <laughs> mm. And, like, the Nugueras just are so respected uh, from from um, from other fighters, just, you know, sheer legends, legends of the game. And, yeah, it must just bother him that he's lost twice to, to Shogun, but he's going to be 0-3. I don't like laying minus 190, but I do think that uh, Shogun's going to win the fight. All right, I look forward to lose take on uh, Gustafson and Verdum. And this line actually surprises me a little bit uh, as well. The game time decision continues. Game time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Game Time Decisions continues. Hopefully uh, people can hear me uh, speak uh, right now as we're kicking it uh, with the Raging Redhead uh, and Lou Gamblue.com. So, uh, Lou, let's keep uh, rolling through uh, this card uh, right now. Uh, we've got uh, Fabricio Verdum, who looked, um, yeah, you want to talk about looking listless. He looked uh, bad and out of shape uh, in his return uh, about a month ago. Whatever, I think he might have been on that first card, Lou, whatever. But So now Gustafson, who supposedly retired, now he's back as a heavyweight. Um, what do you make of this fight, Lou? And I'm, you know, somewhat surprised to see uh, Gustafson is such a big favorite in the minus 335 range. Yeah, and we've seen uh, light heavyweights really kind of struggle to uh, compete into the heavyweight division. Most recently, just a fight card or so ago, uh, Ty Burra faced a young man. I don't know if it was Prochaska. I'm not, I don't remember the name, but they have a hard time navigating uh, stepping up. Uh, I think this West price Pete has a lot. Remember, sorry, sorry to jump in there, Lou. Sorry to jump in, oh, but I was going to say, Ole Miss St. Pru went up. He didn't look good. John right. Volante. Well, Volante was just a fat ass. That was different. But you're right. They just don't have that same movement. And, you know, one thing with Verdum, Lou, he's got pride. You know what I mean? Verdum's a fighter. He's got pride. He's not just fighting for money. Like, he fight, like Verdum likes, like, punching people in the face. He likes submitting people. And you know that he was embarrassed after his performance. And I'm not making any excuses for him, uh, but he did. He, he got dominated in the first round. He was much better as the fight went on. If that fight was a couple more rounds, Verdum would have won that fight. Here I am bigging up Verdum here right now. So uh, continue, Lou. I just wanted to throw that in uh, about it. No, that helped, that helped make my point. I appreciate it. And, and I like where you're going with it. And, the, and where we're going and where I'm going is... I think Verdum is a competitor as well, and he's ready for a bounce. He's coming off arguably his worst performance in his whole career, and he still got beaten a split decision. So uh, I, I, these guys have trained before. They got a little talk going between them. Uh, Gustafson has unknowns on his side. Hey, he he's retired. He's lost four of his last six and been finished in in I think four of his last four of his last five. Uh, losses he's he's been finished so uh, Gustafson's got a lot of soul searching to do he's moving up and weight against a guy that should bounce only way I would bet this is Verdum and uh, it would be a small little wager but it's it that's not a fight I'm really looking to invest in but I'm intrigued with Verdum and I'm not sold on Gustafson being uh, you know all there no, you know, and I have a lot of respect for Gustafson. I mean, people, and you remember, Cam, um, in the home of the Toronto Raptors and Maple Leafs, one of the greatest fights in UFC history yeah, with, was uh, with Jones and Gustafson. It was a real, real, uh, yeah, it was quite, quite. you know, people thought Gustafson might have won that uh, fight. But I think he might have peaked. Yeah, I think yeah. he might have peaked in, the, in those days. And you look at since then, you wonder where he's at mentally. And now, I don't know, like him coming back at heavyweight doesn't tell me that he's hungry. It's almost like, well... I can't train anymore. I can't put the work in to actually try to come back in the weight class that I actually should be fighting in. So I'm just going to go and fight. Verdum's a big dude, Lou. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing, too. Verdum catches Gustafson. He could be in trouble. 
Yeah, I, and I look at it more like uh, Verdum's going to weigh 242, Gustafson, I'm not sure, 235, 240. But what I look for here is I look for Verdum to survive till the third round, and then I look for submission. I, I, I think if you want to try and make a flyer, Verdum submission might be an interesting way to go here. Uh, because I think you said it right. I think Gustafson coming in at heavier weight doesn't mean he's doing more road work. He's doing less. And so Verdum, again, on the bounce, survives, takes this thing late. And uh, listen, Gustafson has to have it standing. Verdum has to have it on the floor. Should be a fascinating fight. Cam, if you notice, so far this card, it's sort of like uh, it's like the state fair with all the uh, old school bands. Come check out Six right. Journey. Yeah. Hey. Ario Speedwagon. That's how bad they're going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't think like anyone. This is like a crowd at a Bon Jovi friend. concert. 35 and over. Like you gotta be 35 and over to be on this card, I think. Oh, um, I love it. So who do you like, Luke? Because you know, we're sort of kicking yeah. around the senior division here. What other what are you looking at on the prelims here? Yeah, uh, on on all the fights, I, I think there's a couple. First of all, Whitaker is a play for me. I, I, I like Robert Whitaker in this spot. If we go down uh, the way's main card, I, I, I don't like to tout favorites, guys, but I think Marina Rodriguez is in a really good spot here. Uh, I worry that she's ill-equipped to handle the ground game because Esparza is a wrestler, but she's a one-trick pony wrestler. But Esparza is also 5-1 against Marina Rodriguez, 5-7. Rodriguez has a couple of draws in her career, 1-2 Calvillo. Uh, enough said right there. Carla Esparza is a gamer. She's looked good in her last few fights, but she's totally uh, jumping over her skis in this one. And I see a very one-sided fight here with Marina Rodriguez. Uh, let's find a dog or two. Let's go down. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo. If 2020 has yep. taught us anything, guys, it's that these older fighters are kind of not only being put out to pasture, but the matchmakers are forcing them to compete with younger people or be put out to pasture. This could be a put out to pasture kind of a fight. Trinaldo's great. He's a warrior. But he's 10 years older. He's three years shorter than this uh, Jai Hebert, an Englishman he's fighting. And it's a three-round fight. I'm going to take the young, vibrant, debuting fighter against uh, a, a cagey, experienced Brazilian here. And I'm going to take that plus 150, 155, depending where you're shopping. Uh, anywhere you go, though, uh, Her Herbert or Hebert is a... Uh, is an underdog, and, and I really like him in the fight. Uh, we go down a, a little further, uh, and, we, and we're looking at a fight called Ivolev, Ivolev, a Russian, yes, against, yes. This, like against this uh, Englishman, Mike Grundy. It's a really interesting fight here. Two guys, and, and part of the fun of these cards is you get 15 fights from fighters from 15 different countries with all kinds of different expertise. In this one, you got a wrestler in Grundy who's pretty good on his feet against, uh, and he's 33, against a 26-year-old uh, Russian in Ivloev who has got all the future and all the potential ahead of him, uh, but he's imbalanced. 
He's a he's a wrestling dynamo, but but he's not very good on his feet. If Grundy can can manage to keep this thing on the feet and use his wrestling against this kid, this could be one of the PhD and MMA fights that I so like to give when I can find one. And I think Grundy is an underdog. Uh, might be a, a particularly live underdog in this spot against a Russian that's kind of still learning the ropes and learning how to strike. Uh, Grundy and Herbert will be uh, two underdogs that I'd like to uh, talk about it uh, today. You know, I like I like where you're going uh, with one of them, um, but I don't want well, to get actually. Excuse me, because uh, yeah, Evolve. I want to say he opened 245, so there has been some Grundy love. Yeah, it's down to 210 right now. Former M1 champion. And one thing, Lou, you talk about, like, so certain trends as of late. And, you know, MMA trends, what is, what you know, oh, the, the main event been an underdog four weeks in a row. What does that mean going yeah. in another fight? No. But, what, you know, what real trends are, are whether gyms are hot or not. Whether, you know mm. what I mean, trainers are hot or not. There are real trends. And a trend that I see, Lou, I don't like betting against these Russian dudes, bro. Like Eastern, there's an Eastern European invasion going on right now in mixed martial arts, and I'm not getting in front of an M1 champ. And you know the Herbert guy you were talking about, Cage Warrior champ. I know, and they think very highly of him. Actually, I agree with you on that one. As far as Trinaldo, I think Trinaldo, 40 years old. You know, he was kind of late to the party to begin with. He's he wasn't really top tier. He's just sort of a tough, tough dude. So I like where you're going at, but I respectfully disagree. I, I'm going to go with the M1 champ on this one. Uh, with the Russian, what what about um, everyone's boy, like Bozer's fighting in this game. fight? Yeah, Bozer's I was going to get back, the Bozer as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's a favorite this time. But what about Dolby and Ronson? Dolby's a big trendy pick, uh, Lou. And it's too bad now Tanner Bozer's back, but suddenly everyone's on the Bozer train because he gets good interviews and he's a big favorite now. First of all, excuse me for coughing in into the microphone. No problem, uh, Ronson Dolby. Boy, Ronson's up at 170 in this fight. I'm really intrigued by him. Canadian kid, so you guys know a little bit about him. His last win was at 155. The only trepidation I have looking at him as a dog is the fact that he's fighting this fight at 170. Dolby's got some sizzle behind him, but I don't buy it. He shouldn't be too something over anybody. He he don't he isn't have that kind of uh, of skill in my opinion. Uh, and I think Ronson. Listen, lost to Lee, lost to Trinaldo, lost to Prezeris. There's not, there's no shame in fighting that murderer's row of lightweights. No, it, with with history, when you look back, exactly, when he looks back at his career, Ron, so you can see, you know what, I lost to some pretty freaking tough dudes, uh, in the, you know, some top guys uh, in the UFC. So, yeah, what about that Bozer uh, fight uh, here? You know, Bo, I don't think it affects Bozer being a favorite. This guy, uh, no. he's hard him. not to like. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a story. It was great. He was on Twitter last week, guys. And there was a story in a local newspaper about him in his area. And it said Tanner Bozer had to overcome various, many obstacles, the tough road that Tanner took to get to the UFC in life. And he retweeted the story. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, this is why people don't like the media. He goes, I've had a great <laughs> life. He goes, I've never faced one obstacle. He goes, I'm as a happy guy as can be. And he goes, in fact, he goes, I've never had one bad thing happen to me. (laughs) He doesn't like, and he goes, he goes, I know the narrative is, he goes, I'm a big UFC guy, you know, big tough guy. 
But he goes, I've had a great life. And he goes, quite frankly, I don't have any ops. I've never had any obstacles. <laughs> it was just funny, Luke. Most fighters, I'm from the streets. Yeah. I've gone yeah. through this. He's like, no, I've had a great <laughs> life, and I've never had one problem. He goes, in fact, I've never had hell, one man. obstacle ever. <laughs> He's got heavy hands. What do you think, though, Lou? You want to lay 250 with him? That's another story. Uh, you know, and you said it earlier, Gabriel, he's a favorite this fight. So it, everything's changed. What hasn't changed is that his opponent and he both lost to the same uh, rising superstar in the heavyweight division, this Cyril Gagne. Uh, the, the difference was is that Pessoa looked lackluster against Gagne in a domination, and Bozer was competitive and, and, and was there th winging until the end. Uh, I, I like Bozer a lot in this fight. However, I'm not going to lay that kind of juice with him, but I think Pessoa is big and strong and slow enough to endure three rounds from Bozer, and so I do like the over in the fight a little bit. It opened two and a half minus one uh, 40. It's up to minus 170. And I got to be honest with you, I agree with the price and, and where the people are betting it. I think this is a Bozer one sided decision. Lou Gamblu.com uh, with uh, Sendel Lou. Uh, before we get you out of here, I look forward to starting to talk some pucks uh, with you, but you're getting some yeah. love in our chat right now from uh, Meadowlands Lindsay. Shout out to uh, Meadowlands Lindsay who is a uh, horse capper, hangs out at the track, says he likes your style. Uh, Lou, you're resonating with the horse crew uh, here on Game Time uh, Decisions. <laughs> Listen, uh, Gabriel, you've been one of my best supporters for years, and I love your people and any of your fans that uh, appreciate my style. I'm flattered by, and thank you so much by that. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Always Thanks, a pleasure. Game Time Decisions continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. We're into the two-minute uh, warning uh, here. And then we transition into in-game live. Carmine Bianco is going to step up and in and join us. We're going to talk about uh, the MLS uh, card this evening. And it's Cam's picks. Cam's 3M Open. The 3M <laughs> Open uh, is rapidly approaching. And Cam's been uh, on fire, on fuego, lighting it up, man. Um, you know, if, if Cam was a golfer, he's driving at 400 yards. We look forward to uh, another uh, another pack of winners, Cam, this week. No pressure. Yeah, we forward the last five weeks, Gabe. I don't know. It's, let's keep the train rolling. You'll appreciate it, and Joe Ranieri will appreciate it, too. Just a little bit of tease. Another Oklahoma State Cowboy game that you talked about that's uh, actually kind of flying under the radar. Let's remember, Matt Wolf won this tournament. Oh! as an Oklahoma State Cowboy at 120-1 to 1 when he beat out Colin Morikawa for his first win. Watch out for Jesse the Body Ventura this week. I'll also be on your late-night show at midnight. i got to go do some in-game live with Walsh, 8-10. to 10. I'm from 8 o'clock, and I'm pulling a Morency tonight. 8 in the morning till 1 o'clock in the morning, baby. And i got golf picks galore coming out with my yin-yang. Let's hit another winner. Dustin Johnson is favored 11-1. to yeah. 1. 
Brooks Kepka now 14 uh, to mm-hmm. one. The second choice on the board. Tony Finau also 14. Fleetwood Mac. Um, you know, I saw JJ Reddick. JJ Reddick yeah. had a Twitter poll question the other day. Who's better? Fleetwood Mac or the Rolling Stones? And like I, I like wow. It should be Beatles or like, the Rolling Stones or like, like Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac's a great Mac band, or the Rolling but they're not, Stones. They're not the Rolling Stones. Sorry, JJ Reddick. Like come that's like asking rip. who's better, Justin Bieber or Jay-Z. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac's a great band, but the Rolling Fleetwood Stones Mac. are epic level. Yeah, yeah like come Rolling on. Rolling Stones. <laughs> come on, JJ. Hey, JJ went to Duke. Yeah, JJ, I guess they Not listen to a lot of Fleetwood Mac on a campus. They listen to Fleetwood Mac on campus over uh, Duke. All right. Yep. In game live coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 